When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio B of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber and read his work up at allchgo.com. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at EctorWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. We are being produced today by Sarah. Hi. Hello. Uh, and make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you hit and subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. I don't know if we're going to hit 50K by the end of the new year, but, you know, the closest we could get to 50K would be nice. I think 45K is the most. Yeah, call your sons and call your round. daughters. Yes. Tell them to subscribe. <laughs> uh, 45. That's uh, Jordan, right? There you go. Yeah, he was there. That's, a, that's kind of a Jordan number. Bobby Jenks. That too, uh, that makes that makes sense. Uh, and uh, Beeflo's asking if we can sit closer together. So uh, why not? Let's uh, be all comfortable, be all warm this holiday season in Studio B. And I, I kind of do feel like uh, Connor Bedard with Victor Wembanyama. Uh, I for some reason the way that the it, the camera's closer to Vinny, and I feel like it makes Vinny feel a lot taller than I am. I mean, I am a true. lot taller than you are. This is it's true. This but is I'm, going in descending order. When you see the photo, it, it kind of makes it feel a little bit more discrepancy between the 6-1 guy and the 7-6 guy. 6-1 um, is uh, cutting Vinny a little short. Like six, two? I think he's describing Connor Bedard, but that sounds, uh, yeah. that sounds boastful. I was describing Connor Bedard and Victor Wembenyana. He was maybe oh, describing seven, Connor Bedard guy. on skates. I'd say, yeah, Connor Bedard's like 5-9. He's me. Hey. Except for small and 18. Me, Andrew Benatendi, and Connor Bedard are going to go uh, make a short king uh, club for Chicago. Um, all right. On today's podcast, we're going to be discussing ways to make the White Sox better in 2024 to make them actually division contenders because right now out of five teams, they have the fifth worst odds to win the division. Uh, and then in t- uh, we'll basically do the same exact thing, but for 2025, uh, a more realistic year that they might compete. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the whole thing we've been looking at all offseason is what what year they're tr- they're aiming for in terms of competing for an AL Central title. It's pretty clear at this point that that year will not be 2024, but there's a lot of offseason left. There's a lot of things the White Sox could still do. Uh, and why not? pick a few moves and say, hey, in this week AL Central where the only things that are happening this offseason are the Royals signing a bunch of guys who are fine but not great, uh, why not, uh, as you've said so many times, Sean, why not give the White Sox a shot at this? But you're going to have to obviously give them a boost because they have not done too much to greatly amplify themselves from the 101 loss team they were a year ago. Um, But there might be a few moves, maybe just three if we're going to uh, play on theme here, that uh, that the White Sox could make in order to make themselves a division contender or a division winner right away in 2024. And then, like you said, we'll play the more realistic game in which we maybe look at some moves that could be made this offseason, but that benefit them more a little for the longer term. Yeah, and I think uh, while the White Sox have been largely disappointing, I guess most would say, this offseason with their moves that they have made as far as trying to compete for the AL Central in 2024, like you said, Vinny, it doesn't take that much and not a top-of-the-market shopping type of thing for the White Sox to catapult themselves to the top of the AL Central because Minnesota's hemorrhaging uh, money. They're trying to chop down to like $125 million on their roster. Detroit is getting better, but also how much better will they be without Eduardo Rodriguez on their team? Kansas City vastly improved, but they were the worst team in, in uh, the AL Central. And then Cleveland is Cleveland. So you don't know from year to year how they're going to be, and especially this year without Tito Francona. So three moves might do it. So yeah. that's that's a good thing that we're going uh, to be discussing in that today. And as you brought up uh, recently, I mean, Chris Getz, the last time he talked to the media, he talked and emphasized a want for starting pitchers. We just kind of did that whole starting pitcher uh, routine uh, in a way where we were, you know, making wishes for Santa and you were, you know, granting them in a way, you kind of said White Sox are probably going to be more uh, garbage picking and maybe, maybe trying to find some diamonds in the rough. Is this where I finally get Wade Miley? 
<laughs> it could be. Uh, we'll put it this way. I don't think that's a move that would make them a division winner. Uh, oh, okay. That being uh, well, one of three. That being said, if we're just uh, if we're still kind of setting some ground rules here, I think the idea with this one would be think a little bit more pie in the sky. Go ahead and, and don't worry mm. about the constraints necessarily. Doesn't mean go out and just sign the three best guys. Maybe something that could happen, but um, this is not us saying. The White Sox will do this. It's us saying, hey, if the White Sox did this, they would probably vault near the top of the AL Central competition. Can I get the ball rolling, rolling here? Please, roll away. All right. If, if I can dream bigger than Wade Miley, I've heard a lot about the White Sox wanting to improve their defense. Mm-hmm. I've heard that with Brian Bannister, he's interested in Eric Fetty Sinker in that ground ball rate. I think I know where you're going. Do you? I think I do. Go ahead. Finish my sentence. No, no, no. Finish my no, sentence I want, you, I want you to on. say it. I, think, I, want, I want to see if we, we got a I link I think here. we all might have this on the exact same I think thing. we're on the same track. Go ahead. Finish it. I'll, I'll tell you if it is or not. I think that the White Sox, pie in the sky idea. Pie in the sky. Go ahead. Should explore the idea of signing starting pitcher. Marcus Stroman. Oh, that's yes. not what I, that's oh, not what I was thinking. You were exactly. Yes. All right, there we go. What were you thinking? <laughs> I thought you were... We'll, we'll get to mine. Okay. All right. Well, I, I was just thinking, you know, if you are going to be so proud of your ability to field these ground balls and make routine plays, Marcus Stroman is a guy that consistently throughout his career, even though there has been some health issues and he is getting older, um, he's a guy that can produce ground balls at a great rate. And he has consistently been, I think, one of the most underrated pitchers just because he isn't one of the more flashy pitchers, at least uh, in his style of pitching. He's very uh, a verbose uh, fellow. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if he's the most like, uh, you know, Verlander striking guys out and he's, he's pumping 98 in the eighth inning. Marcus Stroman's getting a ground ball. Um, so outs and out. Yeah. And outs and out. So, uh, I, I kind of like Marcus Stroman as, uh, as the idea. And I was going to go there too, because I think Marcus Stroman, I think only, um, Cobb and Webb in San Francisco had a higher ground ball percentage than he did. I think Marcus Stroman's was 57% last year. And if you pair that with, Eric Fetty, you're getting ground balls, and now you have people in the back behind him that can pick those balls up and throw it to first. So, yeah, Marcus Stroman has shown a interest, or the Royals showed interest early in the uh, free agency for him, so that would be addition by subtraction, taking him away from them possibly getting him, even though the Royals seems like they have failed out their uh, starting rotation. And I think that competitive spirit, he's kind of a dick. He's kind of an asshole. I think they wanted to do that last year with um, Mike Clevenger, but, you know, injuries, et cetera, et cetera, off the field stuff kind of derailed that stuff. I think you do need kind of a, a different type of player in the clubhouse, a player that's just not like go along to get along. He's kind of a jerk where he leaves like um, New York. People hated him. I don't know if KPW can speak about Toronto, but I heard he was a lovely person up there. So I think, yeah, Mark Stroman would be a perfect signing for the White Sox. 32 years old, top of the mm, – mid to top of the rotation kind of arm. And like I said, a sub four ERA and a good um, acquisition for the White Sox. But also he's and Tony La Russa, you know, got in a little clash. Well, he said things about Tony La Russa, So I don't know if that would actually jibe. Hey, that's only the 2%, uh, you know, as, as Tony said, you know, he's only uh, an advisor. He might advise them not to make the move, but at the end of the day, it's the White Sox uh, decision. Uh, KPW, though, saying uh, Stroman's one of the better fielding pitchers in the game, too. Uh, I've always heard that argument against Aaron Bummer, a guy who gets a ton of ground balls but can't field ground balls. Uh, Marcus Stroman, he can get ground balls and actually field them. So, hey, uh, that'd be pretty nice there. Uh, all right, Vinny, if it's not Marcus Stroman, who is it? Well, so... I have a, well, yeah, they need starting pitching. You're absolutely right. I think the main thing that you could think of, though, is that the move that they don't have to make if they're trying to win in 2024, which is Dylan Cease, he stays. And ideally, you would have the ace of your staff right there. They've already got Eric Fetty, who who is much better than what they had. Maybe Michael Kopech figures it out. All of a sudden, you're not looking for a ton of starting pitching, but you need one guy that you can depend on chiefly for innings. We keep talking about that over and over again. Somebody who can come in and give you innings, not spend too much time on the injured list. Call it uh, low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to go ahead and say Lucas Giolito. Okay. Hey, it's an improvement from what they have right Mm now. And when he was a White Sox this year, you thought he was pretty decent, right? He was very decent. Yeah, he was he, better than Dylan Cease at yeah, the time. Yeah. And then when you know he left the White Sox and lost his his binky, he pretty much fell off the table with the LA Angels and the Cleveland Guardians. 
maybe this is a comfort thing with the people that he's comfortable with. The guy who reinvented his career for the first time maybe can do it a second time. Well, and I'll I'll always come back to this. I mean, again, maybe just call this an intelligent guy reading the room and playing, playing the game the right way. But you rarely hear professional athletes compliment their organization and their time with an organization the way that Lucas Giolito did in the first half of last season leading up to his trade. If you want to talk about somebody who's going to make a clubhouse impact and talk about playing the game the right way and having the right attitude and all that kind of clubhouse culture-y stuff, you would think that White Sox fans would know, uh, you know, from from what his personality has been the last however many years, that that's a guy that you might be able to count on for, for those sorts of pluses as well. Now, obviously, it's a guy who you can, I guess you could argue has struggled with consistency. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's had some really good years and some years that haven't been as good. Certainly, just last year alone, really good numbers with the White Sox, and then he leaves, and, and they're not very good. They're horrible. But... Is this when it comes to the consistency of health, the consistency of being able to go out there and throw six, seven innings? uh, The White Sox have seen few guys who have been able to do that over the last few years. Uh, If you're going to talk about dependability, reliability, that would seem like a guy who uh, you can depend on and rely on because you know exactly what he's going to do for you. Not to mention that Ethan Katz relationship is there. And and certainly, you know, if you're going to talk about Brian Bannister relationships and what Brian Bannister looks for in a player, maybe he's got some history with this guy. There's nobody with as much history with Ethan Katz as Lucas Giolito. Just made a career-high 33 starts, uh, and in the past five full seasons has had 160-plus innings. So, uh, you know, you're dead on uh, dead on the money with uh, at least providing those innings. Uh, I, I just don't know if I want to go back to post-game shows where I'm looking at Lucas Giolito's fastball velocity and saying, like, oh, well, it went up today. Like, I don't I don't know. I like I liked Lucas, but it's time to move on, I think. I, I, but it's, I don't want to you know, yuck your yum. You hey, know, come it, on. You're, hey. you're allowed to want him back. Hey, the time to move on theme is, is coming right up for me. So you're, uh, <laughs> you, there's a nice tease for, for move number two for me. Uh, and I, I wish, Jim, I wish it meant that Lopez would come back too. If, if Ronaldo Lopez was still a free agent and Vinny came out and said he's signing Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez... Mum's the word, you know. I, I'm not, and it would, I'm not and it would count thing. as one move. I feel like Never. too, <laughs> right? It absolutely. might just mean that Lucas is going to Atlanta. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I mean, I feel like I feel you know it's been a while since they signed Ronaldo Lopez. So I mean, it just might not happen. Uh, like Will Smith being on the Royals, he might just not win a World Series this year. Ronaldo Lopez, or he might. Or he might. 2024, though, might be the year where Will Smith stops winning World Series and Raylo and Lucas aren't teammates. Or it's the year when Will Smith gets traded at the trade deadline to the team that ends up winning the World Series. Or actor (laughs) Will Smith joins the Major League League Baseball. That would be the least likely odds, I think. It would be a twist. Uh, Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Our partner over at Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake is making room on their lot for incoming 2024 vehicles. And you know what that means? You'll be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock during their limited time wrap up the year sales event for a limited time get up to 15 percent off new 2024 jeep grand cherokees with dealer discount at ray cdjr you'll always be able to shop one of chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to ray's price promise don't miss out shop great deals all month long and save big because ray cdjr makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever you can go online you could search all the prices, but the Ray Price promise is promising you that you will at least get what you see online. And typically, especially with the being the year-end sale, uh, sales event, uh, you'll probably get a, a lower price than online. Uh, you know, I mean, they're always trying to get you the best deal over at Ray CDJR. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com, serving the community since 1963. And we also want to let you know about our friends over at Com. Ed, it's easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. It's something that obviously we can all get behind. You know, it would be better for us. It would be better for the planet. And that means we get the planet for longer, which, hey, I don't want to be greedy, but that sounds pretty nice. Sean, that math, that math checks out. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. And obviously, ComEd can help business owners if they're unsure on what to do. 
Sure, they can. And and here's what business owners should do. They should what go should they, do? they should go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you, yes, you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. They're good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean? Sean, even without subtitles, you figured out that that's exactly what I said. Now go now and see how electric, how going electric rather connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. You know, I'd say keep it light, keep it, keep, you know, you don't have to read it verbatim. So oh, I didn't, wow. Sean didn't give calling you the, me out. I didn't give you the, 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 the well, you know, I, it was my bad. I just want to kind of say thumbs on me. I wasn't trying to call you out. It's, it's a thumbs at me. I didn't give you that, uh, that cue in there. Uh, all right, let's, uh, we got one wish off. You got Marcus Stroman, you got Lucas Giolito. Uh, what's up next? Where, where do you guys want to go to make this team a division winner in 2024? If that's even possible possible do they need more starting pitching in your mind no i okay. think after i got my guy marcus stroman i need to hit home runs and i need to fix the worst position the white Sox have and the worst right field in major league baseball if you just go by war f4 the white Sox were negative 3.8 in f4 at the right field position the top was the dodgers with a 10.8 so every other team except for the cleveland guardians was a positive war and the White Sox were negative 0.8, and they were second or third to last in home runs with only 15 from that position in right field. So I'm going to the top of the right field market and getting to Oscar Hernandez. I know that you replayed his getting thrown out at second thing uh, where he's trying to stretch singles into doubles. Hey, man, I like the process. I'm not sure his decision-making is all good. He thinks he's faster than he is. That can be fixed. But the home runs, he would have hit. He hit 26, I think, last year in Seattle. That is a notorious bad home run hitting place and run scoring place, while guaranteed rate field is more of a, I think it's the second or third best home run environment in Major League Baseball. For that guy to be there with a plus arm in right field, improving the defense there, you will automatically go from the worst right field situation to, to at least a middle to upper level right field position right there. And Teoscar Hernandez won't cost you that much money, maybe four years, I don't know, close to 15 to 20 million. I've got a two-part. That's a lot of money to me. I don't. I mean, I don't I'm have not, 15 mil. I'm, I'm not paying either. anybody that, so. Remember, we're, we're playing a game here. Uh, and because this game is a game and not real life, I'm, I'm going to go a little bigger. Okay. I'm going to go a little bigger. Uh, I've got a two-parter. These are my second and third moves here. The first thing you're going to do, yes, they do need more starting pitching, Sean. You're right. But how are you going to get it? You can't just go sign everybody. It's not just free agency out there. You need to make a trade. And so you're going to trade Yoan Moncada mm-hmm. to the Seattle Mariners for some young major league ready starting pitching. Might take a little money to, to, to grease the wheels there, but that's what... We're going Brian Wu? Any, any number, any number of they've got they've got two or three guys that I think a lot of folks uh, across baseball are very interested in. The White Sox should be interested in them too. Bulk up that rotation, so we're talking about guys like Soroka and Schuster as depth pieces, right? We're talking about guys like Davis Martin as depth pieces. You need a rotation that's going to go ahead and get you get you what you need. So I'm going to go ahead get the starting pitching. Maybe one guy, maybe two guys. Team that with Cease, Giolito, Kopech, Fetty, and, and now you've got a big, strong group of starting pitchers. But wait a minute. I just traded their third baseman, That's a true. guy who's really good at defense. Uh-oh. So how am I going to replace that? And maybe infuse a little offense into this lineup, too. They're going to go sign Matt Chapman. How about mm. that? Oh, boy. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. They're not going to do that. I don't think, but I'm going to do that Uh, because listen, this is about building a division winner for 2024. You go get a solid group of starting pitchers. You get yourself another power hitter in the middle of the lineup. Somebody you can count on a little bit more than the guys who have kept coming up short the last few years, Moncada, Jimenez, stuff like that. Jimenez isn't going anywhere in in my plan. You hope that he can, can, you know, finally start bopping as well, but I'm going to go ahead and say, Matt Chapman, he's a big free agent name that's out there, but he's not the biggest. I know the numbers have gone down a little bit the last couple of years, but it's still a guy with a lot of pop and as good as a glove as anybody has in baseball. You want to improve that defense? Obviously, Moncada doesn't really need to be improved upon, but Chapman is is very good right there. I'm going to go ahead and say that that that's the uh, the big the big three moves that I'm making to set up a team that can compete for the AL Central. Of course, a lot of other stuff has to go right, but to compete for the AL Central in 2024. I dig it. Um, chiming in saying that Yoman Kata trade would require a GoFundMe from the fan base, which I think I is, think everybody is would do. Fair. 
Um, you I think, think they chip it? Oh, I think. We, I mean, if it, I love Eli Moncada, one of my favorites. It's on your shirt right now. If it, Damn right. If it's Bryce Miller, if we're getting Bryce Miller, hey, we're getting George Kirby, which I don't think so. Oh uh, no, if, no, no, we're getting no, if we're getting George Kirby or we're getting Bryce Miller. Let's no, go. No, no, I'll no. give all my damn money. Think a little thing a little further down the th- the, the, the the Mariners pitching depth chart than that. But. You said young pitching. I That's did. Young. But they've got a bunch they've got a bunch of guys that are right on that cusp of, of yeah. Theoretically, yeah. they have the best starting rotation, I think currently, like potentially. Like with Robbie Ray coming back too. Remember that. Robbie Ray's got the uh, Tommy John he's gonna be coming back from. Yeah, you can get one of those guys. I don't know if you can get it Maybe. for Yohan Moncada and they just one trade, for one. They just traded away their third baseman. They need a third baseman. Maybe Yohan Moncada for Robbie Ray. Well, just like contract for contract. Yeah, you know, I idea. mean, hey, you got one more year of Yohan Mankata left. You could fill third base. We'll take Robbie Ray because I'm assuming there's some some extra time with that and see if he can, uh, you know. I mean, it's, a, it's like your James Paxton idea. Hey, I, they need hey they need starting pitching. If you want to throw a former Cy Young winner in there, might as well give it a shot. <laughs> All right. And uh, Michael's calling us the three wise men. So I uh, appreciate that. Uh, Matt Chapman, if he's going to have the April that he did for the entire season uh, in 2023, that's going to be the greatest free agent signing of all time. Uh, uh, all right. Well, I don't want to get Ben Verlander. Okay. Hold well, on. Second greatest of all time, Victor, Jackie Robinson. Victor, I would have loved to have done that because Michael Walker would have been perfect for the White Sox, but he unfortunately is signed with the Royal. He's going to be striking the White Sox out instead of pitching for them. You're not going to say trade for Michael Waka? No, oh, no. Okay. They're going to do that in two years from now. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, let's take one more break and then we'll get uh, Herb's final one and my final one. Did I get my second one? No, no, no. Let me get. Right, well, yeah, let me get. Let me get uh, no, let's take a break still. Let's let's take a break still, and then we'll we'll jump into my final. Vinny gave two uh, in one, so I'll get. I'll give two. Mm-hmm. They were contingent with each other. That's get the voice ready. Go ahead. Oh, you you are ready. Wow, look yep. at you. All right, let's go. <clears throat> Five eight eight two three hundred Empire today. Yes, uh, you guys Empire, are getting so good at that. I know, right, <laughs> Sarah? Uh, you didn't want to join in. I don't know if yeah. I'm allowed to. Yeah, a little four-part harmony? you got to bring Here, the high. We'll, we'll try tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's my goal to get probably everyone that's in the office at the time that we're doing it to sing it. We should go um, caroling. We should. It's just the Empire jingle. <laughs> it's just jingles of uh, Chicagoland commercials. <laughs> we could just do Empire. With Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed, so... So competitors advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Empire keeps shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection because they're the experts. Not you. You just have a home. You just want your home to look the best. And Empire knows how to get that done. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. And what they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they put in it. And you can check out their uh, selection with their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Again, use the promo code CHGO to receive a $350 off discount over at empiretoday.com slash CHGO. Midtown has four Chicagoland locations, Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. The Midtown Palatine is going through a transformation. They have a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of this year. There is something for everybody, whether you're a single person person with a family and kids, child care is provided in your membership, uh, people looking for lifestyle changes or holistic wellness. They have everything. And one of the people that have used Midtown Chicago said it's the nicest fitness club that they've ever been because of the super locks, luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities, amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs, a collection of boutique fitness studios with more than a hundred classes per week included in your membership. And it isn't gym quality. These spaces are boutique quality. And their rooms that they have for these 100 classes they do per week, the arena for high-intensity interval training, samadhi for yoga. If you want to be in some boxing, you go to the Everybody Fights or the place that I went to, the Les Mills Body Pump that is in the theater. But 
Midtown has the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddleball tennis. USTA professional quality all the way. Head over to midtown.com slash CHGO and find out more and to tour the Midtown studio that is nearest you. Thanks, Herb. You should at least go to the website because the website is really up to date. And, oh my uh, goodness. You know, it's got some, got some great things that, hey, maybe you don't want to leave the house today. Maybe you haven't scheduled the, the tour just yet. You can at least just go over to the website and check it out. Um, all right, let's move on to my next one. And I, I feel a little remiss just because, you know, people are annoyed that the free agent market uh, hasn't been moving. But I, I think it's moved enough, at least in the positions that aren't pitching, um, right, like Yamamoto's still out there, Snell's still out there, Montgomery is out there, etc. But like my dream would be Young Hu Lee, uh, the Giants' new acquisition from the KBO, who just signed a six-year, hundred thirteen million dollars. But he's on the Giants. Yeah, yeah I was yes. just making the point that like that I, I would I would I would have loved to have him sure. on the White Sox. So it, maybe this isn't my number one pick here um, because it is just we're limited to kind of the free agents that are available um, and trades. And trades, but trades are difficult because I'm just not sure how to really configure those all the time. I'll go Harrison Bader to play right field. Um, he's quick, plays good defense, um, and I think that he, I mean, he's not, he's not sexy, sexy. Yeah, it's not great, you know. But I, it's 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 what we're doing here in in December 21st, and it's it's the crop that we have in December 21st. So I'll go Harrison Bader to fill out right field. Um, I know I brought up Adam Duvall a bit, but he's 35. Bader's 30. Um, I, I still think that if you give him maybe like a two-year deal, that's somebody that will try to strive to get to that next contract. Um, so I'll go Harrison Bader to fill out right field just because of the defense that he'll provide. Um, and then before we get Herb's last move, I'll go to second base, as we all usually do. Mm-hmm. And I'll say hi to Nikki Lopez because we're signing Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Okay. Oh, wow. I mean, you said pie in the sky. You said pie in the sky. Wait, so you just got, you just got Yamamoto and who's he, who's the first pitcher you got? Um, Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman. Okay. And you're keeping Cease. We're trying to win in 2024. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Okay. You got a lot of pitching now. Mike Soroka. (laughs) Michael. (laughs) And no, beef isn't off today. They got the uh, Festivus. They had that last night. I thought it was the 21st. I thought it was tonight, last night. I'm pretty sure it's the 21st. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll go Yamamoto just right? because, you know what? He's a star. And I there's the rumor that the Red Sox just went up to $300 million to pay him. They should. They should pay. I mean, I'd pay him $300 million. He's 25. Why not? I, you're not? Hey, you get no argument, but you're but what you're saying, you're arguing with me about Teoscar Hernandez and saying that might be too much. That's going to be way too much for the White Sox. And... It'll be up there near the 10-year mark where Jerry's like, I'm good. This is pie in the sky, though. Okay. This is, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't make up the rules. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I, if it's really pie in the hey, sky, I, I'll just I, go get, I'll go, we'll can the Harrison Bader thing. We'll go get Lars Newtbar in a trade, and then we'll go sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto. All a Japanese nutrici- A nutritious Lars Newtbar. I love it. Yeah. Very, very oh. chunky Lars Newtbar. <laughs> it does not sound good at all. <laughs> See, it's tonight. I told you. Okay, my bad. Tonight, um, yeah, I would say go. I've been after this guy, and besides the James Paxton move, where that's just like a one-year deal where you're trying to get competitive this year. Um, I'm going for a little longer term, but also I think a better pitcher that just uh, converted over to starting pretty much the last couple of years in Michael Lorenzen. Get a nice pitcher right there, and I see. I I came in this thing where I'm like more what. You're going to go know. get Michael Lorenzen. I know. I know I shitted on him oh my and poo pooed on him and, and Sonny Gray before it happened. But now we're here. Like, when now we we're see, here. Now we see the starting you, pitcher. You, like, you got to be bleeping me. Yeah. He would be the best <laughs> available. Well, not the best available, but he would be one of the best available pitchers. I've already got Marcus Stroman on the team. Let's get in, go and get Mike Lorenzen and bring him to the White Sox. I think that starting rotation. Then you have a lot more exclamation points. You know, Dylan Cease is, yes, he's good. Then you got Marcus Stroman. Yes, he's good. He's going to pitch 25 times a year minimum. And Michael Lorenzen the same. And then, like you said, you can kick the people like the Jared Schusters off of the starting rotation and maybe get in the bullpen or AAA depth. Whatever you need to do, you have a better 
uh, chance of winning the AL Central because it's not that far away. The Minnesota Twins are trying to give everybody else a, a fighting chance by throwing everybody away that is uh, valuable, especially in their starting pitching. And if you go and get Michael Lorenzo, you raise the floor of starting pitchers that the White Sox have right now, which I think are fine but below average. If you get Lorenzo and you get Marcus Stroman, then you catapult yourself to the best of the AL Central, I think. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's the whole point of this really is that just a couple of moves can really paint a picture of a team that could win the division just because of A, what the division is, and B, that things could still go right in a way for some of these guys. I mean, I think nobody would suggest up here that you sign one, two, even three guys, and oh, it doesn't matter if uh, Aloy disappoints. Oh, it doesn't matter if Benintendi disappoints again. Like, those guys all need to do it, too, in order for this team to win a division um, to make a pl- to make the playoffs and potentially make a playoff run. That's unlikely to happen because the guys that they've been adding have not been really enough oomph to, to even get that group of three, four guys uh, to, to power a, a lineup at this point. But you make the additions that we've been talking about there and you can easily see how close now, you know, in dollars, it's maybe not that close, but how close in terms of caliber of the roster that the, this, the top of this division really is. If you sign um, your pitchers, the Japanese pitcher, do we even get close to the $185 million um number that the White Sox had last year? If you sign Yamamoto? Yeah. Do they get... Do I even get close to one? What are they at right now? Like buck twenty, And if you bring him on, he's probably like 30, 40 million. I don't know what he's going to be asking for per year, it, but it I won't mean, be that much. It, I mean, it'd be like 35 to 40. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, right now it's at 117. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the raises for people who are arbitration eligible, but that wouldn't be that much. Yeah, so the White Sox have availability to get to where they were last year by signing big people like that. I uh, have a trade already figured out for the next segment, so we've gotten through all three, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, all right, so let's take uh, one more final break. There you go, Sarah. You can uh, manually insert that later on. Perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was there like, what? <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a spot to uh, break. All right. And you don't actually have to break. There's a listed uh, break for like... Uh, for the audio edition? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, don't oh. worry. I got you. It was, all right. just, it was more a little chat between Sarah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> let's go to moves that will help the White Sox in 2025. So, yeah. So, I think, first of all, first of all, uh, if, if you took a look at the moves that we all just said, Basically, they were all multi-year deals. <laughs> I mean, all those moves would help the White Sox yeah. in 2025, presumably. But I think I went about this with the idea of 2024 is not an option. The idea is to get as good as you can get starting in 2025, but the moves are going to be need to made th- may be made this offseason. Um, and so moving forward, it's like it's very much of that long term. You can call it a rebuild if you want. They don't want to. Uh, rebuilding attitude where it, it for me, at least it was an entirely different a completely different strategy than what I was just doing, even though the three things that I said would be helpful in 2025 as well. Yeah, and if we're looking for 2025, I think all of us have the same thing in mind. Trading Dylan Cease this offseason. So you can bolster up that. Speak uh, for yourself. I, well, at least for me. You can speak for me, Herb. For 2025, I mean, I don't know how you get better on the 2025 team without sacrificing some of the top of the um, talent that you have. We're not trading Luis Robert. I would want to trade Luis Robert, but Dylan Cease, we all know he's not pretty much not going to re-sign with the White Sox when he becomes a free agent in a couple years. So go and establish something with one of these teams that is going to miss out on the Yamamoto sweet stakes and Absolutely rob them. Absolutely get exactly the person that per people that you want coming back to the White Sox. And they, if you're just joining for 2025, they don't need, necessarily need to be MLB ready, but MLB like adjacent, double A, triple A next year. And so when 2025 hits, they're just hitting the ground running. And I think you can get that from the Orioles. You can get that from the Reds. You can get that from the Dodgers. I don't know if you can get that from the Braves because of their... Their uh, staff, it might not be as much, but you can get that from many teams that are going to miss out on these pl- on these uh, prospects or these uh, big-time um, free agents like Yamamoto. And I think Dylan Cease would bring back a King's Ransom and not necessarily ready to go, but it could be also for 2024 too. That's what I had at the, at the top of mind as well, Herb, and I think it just makes the most sense, Sean, for reasons that you've talked about on, on previous shows. I mean, when you look at value, 
what's the most the, the two most valuable assets the White Sox have are Robert and Cease up here, and then there's a big drop off between the next. You know, obviously there's like Montgomery and guys who are not even up yet, but on the major league roster, there's a pretty big drop off in my opinion between from the value of those top two guys and then the next batch. Um, and like you just said, Herb. They're not trading Luis Robert Jr. Why? Why would they? They've got an MVP on their of MVP type player on their hands for years to come. Dylan Cease's window is a little shorter, and so you've got to maximize that value. Um, but they've got to get that package. They have to get that package that really sets them up really nicely starting in 2025. It doesn't mean that they all need to be guys that are going to arrive boom on the opening day roster that year, but it needs to be guys who are close-ish to the major leagues uh, and guys who can they can really look at and make cornerstones of the future. You know, they've got one now in Montgomery. They've got one right now in, in Robert, obviously, and, and maybe someone like Caro on the way, maybe some of these pitchers that they acquired in some of those deadline deals, but they need to start putting in some cornerstones. You know, it was easy to project when, when Rick Hahn did his rebuilding project and we could, you know, see Yoan Moncada, Aloy Jimenez, Andrew Vaughn, Luis Robert Jr. Uh, all over the field. Those guys have, you know, done what prospects do, which is uh, produced to a, a varying degree of success. But Chris Getz needs to have his own guys where he can point all over the field and say, that's not just the now, that's the future. And the, the way to get those guys is, is by trading Dylan Cease. And another reason you can't trade Luis Robert Jr., he's recruiting. Ariel Rodriguez. So we, we need him to be recruiting more uh, Cuban players. So stay right here. No? That might have been an old picture. You have no idea if that picture was he, taken. Hey, he knows that, man. He can call him on the phone. Hey, Yarrell, get your ass to Chicago, bro. All right, then. I mean, like, we're hearing all about Lars Nupar, uh, you know, courting Yoshinobu, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I'm out here in jack shit about Ulysses Robert and Yariel Rodriguez. So if if Yariel Rodriguez, would his nickname be the Little Mermaid? It would have to be, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. a good nickname. <laughs> I don't know if you'd like it. Well, whether he'd like it or not, it's a funny nickname. You're going to call him that. that. It determines if a good na- it's a good nickname if, is if the person that holds the nickname likes it. No. No, oh. because Kevin Durant doesn't like Durantula, and that That's is an awesome nickname. That's That's a sick nickname. That is a sick nickname. I wish I was the Durantula. Um, all right. I don't know if this should have been in 2024, if this should be in 2025. I don't know if I'm mainly just saying this to be a contrarian. One... I'm extending Dylan Cease. How? Well, if he's still here in 2025, if you either let him walk or trade him with one more year left, or you just extend him. So you, just you gotta, offer him money. Oh, you that, got, that's how I, you extend I, him. I would love to do that, but we know Scott Boris's track this record. This is where in the he, sky. I understand, but he's only gone, what, with Steven Strasburg is the guy that has signed an extension before he's reached free agency. That's going to be real tough. Yeah. Unless you're signing him, you're giving him much more money than he would get in the open market. I think that's the only way you get him. I don't hate that idea. I, hey, I'm hey, in too. I mean, I mean, hey, uh, I think it was around, I mean, it depends obviously on what Yamamoto is going to sign for because he's going to reset what the pitching market is. Mm-hmm. But if that's under $300 million, I have no issue offering Dylan C's $300 million. I would pay Dylan Cease more than Yoshinobu, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. How, though? Like, he's going to be, like, when he's free, what, 29? Cease, yeah, but, I mean, you would you would pay for the years that you're buying out. So, I mean, it'd be either you're buying out two or you're buying out one. So, you're just buying out the two years he has remaining and then adding nine. Well, this would be in 2025, years, I guess. Seven, so seven, I'm seven one more year. Okay, and then adding six behind there? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it'd be about $300 million. I don't know if, and you know, Jerry's like allergic to that. And I would say he's not necessarily it's wrong. It's in the sky. Don't bring up Jerry. Okay. I'm sorry then. <laughs> I'm getting confused. My head's blowing up. Yes. I would sign Dylan C's to whatever he fucking wants. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're, you're tra- you, you wouldn't though. You would trade him. If it was pie in the sky, I would try to keep him. But I know that real- realistically, I can't get my head that Dylan Cease would agree to a deal. But yes, yeah, so if we're doing pie in the sky, I would offer him what the market value is for a top rotation pitch. Also, also to remember, the game is moves you can make this offseason to benefit them mm. in 25. Hmm. I would trade Luis Robert Jr. Oh. Um, because just be, for this for the same reason that you would trade Dylan Cease, the idea that you would be getting all these guys that would power the future i'd rather keep i don't know if or i'd just because you don't like Luis robert jr i don't know about that <laughs> but i don't know if 
like Luis obviously brings the defense and the speed part, but how much of that speed are they willing to actually use with the injuries that he's suffered using that? I mean, we think of last year, how his season ended in, in Boston in that messy mud. Uh, also, uh, the Detroit injury in 2022, uh, where he slid into the hand, and obviously we had the whole hand gate. Um, why not Luis Robert Jr. Okay. to the Cardinals mm-hmm. for... This is going to involve Lars uh, Newtbar, isn't it? Lars Newtbar. You really want Lars Newtbar. That's the, that's the top of the trade? <laughs> he plays he, he plays great defense. Okay. He gets on base. He was worth 3.2 war last year in 117 games. Mm-hmm. Luis Robert Jr. was worth five. Also a part of this, Tink Hens. What is that? Who is that? <laughs> this is a person. Did you say Tin Cans? <laughs> you, just, you just made this guy up. Tink Hens. Tink that sounds like someone who played in like the late 1800s, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. Uh, he's their uh, second prospect. Yeah, just behind Mason Wynn. Uh, and then finally, uh, the guy that I'd add whoa, on there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Finally? That was two people. You need to add more people. Yeah, three people. Three oh. for Luis Robert Jr.? Yeah. Mm. Lars, one of them is, I, is Lars Newpar. I hate this. <laughs> Tink Hentz. Uh, and <laughs> oh, Sarah even disapproves. Thank you, Sarah. And, and Moises, uh, Moises Gomez, who has hit 69 nice homers in the past two minor league seasons. Let's, mm. let's, I just wanted to get this straight, though. We have we have a two guys over here who are wishing that the next White Sox greats are named Yariel and Tink. <laughs> the Little Mermaid and Tinkerbell. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> Let's go. Um, um yeah, no. I mean, hey, you know, I mean I, I this is the first time this offseason that the uh trade Luis Robert bug has bit me. Mm. I don't think that it's gonna bite me again and I will go get uh the what's it called? The vaccine, vaccine, I guess. <laughs> antidote, I vaccine. antidote. Thank you. <laughs> the antidote for it, because uh, it's not a good idea. So don't trade Luis Robert Jr. Ever. And I, I know I just said it, but if you're getting Lars Newpar, maybe I could stomach that. No, I'm out. Um, I, if you <laughs> like, right. literally, I don't know if there is players in the major leagues. There's probably like eight players in the major leagues I would trade Luis Robert Jr. for. Head up, Lars Newpar. And he's not one of them. Oh. So it's like, man, there's so much goodness with Luis Robert Jr. I don't see a downside except for his injury history. That's it. He's, you know, a little wild and swinging, but he's been better than doing that himself. And he had a great year. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, Sean. But I would never, ever, ever, ever trade Luis Robert Jr. Ever. I would extend him and... Trade don't cease. The only reason why I would suggest it is their best way to win the division might be to get as many people that could help as possible. Hence is right on the doorstep would likely be in a 2025 rotation. Moises Gomez is hitting the hell out of the ball in double A or triple A. So, hey, I think you could probably give it a shot against the AL Central. Uh, and then obviously new bar is uh, a guy that gets on over 400, 400 percent of the time. 40 percent of the time. 40 percent of the 40 percent of the time. <laughs> No, okay. That's no, fine. I mean, listen. the 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 the, the idea is good, but like, let's let's think about the types of packages that we've heard whispers about, or heard even just folks, pro, you know, propose on a, a blog or a podcast or whatever for a Dylan Cease trade are are bigger than what you just said. Mm-hmm. And so, and and so, I think the idea, the the reasoning is totally fine. And if the White Sox were to make that move, you could you could see what they were trying to do, but. Th- Luis Robert Jr. has more value than than most of the players in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. The return package would have to be gargantuan, and I think that if if you know, so so making that trade now is a way that the White Sox could absolutely set themselves up for for success in 2025 and beyond. But they'd need to do it in a no pun intended, knock your socks off kind of way, and. Maybe there's a team out there that wants to do that. That package that you just read off doesn't strike me as that kind of package. I think if that trade exactly was to be made, the White Sox would would earn heavy criticism. Well, and the issue is, too, is I, I'm dumb and read his slugging as his on-base percentage. So his uh, oh, okay. on-base percentage is 367. So it's not even... Still good. It's still pretty damn good. <laughs> it's not 400. It's not even 40. It's pretty good. If you round up, it's 40. Um, I get what you're saying, Sean. But as Vinny said, yeah, you need to get like 
undoubtedly, man, the White Sox won this trade at the day that is, the trade is made and then years to come. Because when Luis Robert be, is continuing to be Luis Robert, we'll be watching highlights like, Son, we had him. Yeah, but can we you actually for, win a trade like that? If you, Can you actually win a trade for Luis Robert Jr.? If a team is receiving Luis Robert Jr., can you actually ever feel like the day you make it? I mean, you, you have to look at what the Nats did for Juan Soto. That would be my, that yeah. would be where I think you would start with yeah. that. Well, those guys are good. I mean, Mackenzie Gore is coming. Well, I mean, they're also all prospects, Sean. You've got the benefit of a year and a half of watching of watching them play Mackenzie in the Gore's minor leagues. The day that the day that the trade was made, that was an absolute massive package. Okay. Yeah. If you get as Masman says, you get Jackson Holiday, etc. Yeah. People are like, okay, Luis, I love you, but we got Jackson Holiday, the future of baseball, coming to here, and and Colton Cowser, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, where it's the Orioles be like, no, why would we trade that? And the White's like, why would we trade Luis Robert? And so it would just, you know, cancel each other out. Hey, uh, we could trade Newbar and then trade Luis for. Ja- oh, you already brought that up. Yeah, I mean, hey, there you go, Jackson Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, let's get away from this. Uh, what else do you guys? Want? Well, I've got, <laughs> I've got, got the, another two. What else is going to improve the White Sox? I've got. Well, yeah, I've got two. I've We've got only two given more. out one. Yeah, one apiece. Yeah, it, it was you guys said. Trade cease. I said extend them, and then I said trade Robert. So I've given out two. Yeah, but I've got a two first. So you're gonna because they're both basically the same kind of move. And again, remember we're talking about a move this off season for 2025. I'm gonna say you trade or you sign a pair of free agents right there who are not gonna command a ton of money this year. They're gonna be on two year deals because they both might not play this year. You're gonna go sign Brandon Woodruff, and you're gonna go sign Liam Hendricks. And then in 2025, you have a potential top of the rotation starter and you have a potential all-star closer. Okay. I'm not mad at that at all. I got no issues. And do you, Can I make your two my two? <laughs> I mean, those are, yeah, that's pretty damn good. I can't make a better one than that. That is like, you're, so you're signing them both over, to two-year deals. Over slot, yes. though. Like, like they're probably getting what they would have got if they were healthy because for any way you have to slice it, they would have to get exactly what they want, especially if you're Brandon Woodruff, to come to the White Sox and just do a rehab here. Maybe, but you're employing them for two years. You're giving them your, your let's put it this way. All the thing, the thing that you say never to do, mm-hmm. you're paying for what they've done. done. Okay. Because they're both under, they've both undergone significant surgeries. Who knows what they're going to be like on the other side of that. You are banking on Brandon Woodruff being Brandon Woodruff and Liam Hendricks being Liam Hendricks. They might not be those people again. And but you'd 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 pay them to be that for two years, or you know you, you'd give spread spread it out so you're only paying them the you know what it is. I, we've talked about this kind of move yeah. with Liam before, but the idea being that this is a these are two moves entirely for 2025. That are they risky? Absolutely, but you can do it today and make your 2025 team better. I like it. I mean, I, you're really unsure of how both of those guys will back from injury. Um, but still, I mean, it's worth a shot because you're it's doing I mean, you're basically yeah. doing it with Soroka. In a way, he's already been hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like he's yeah. he's not as severe as Woodruff right, and Hendricks, right. but but still, I mean, he really hasn't had he's made that he's made the, the return health. to health mm-hmm. at least, whereas right. those guys are still in recovery mode. Um, all right. Do you have any two more? I don't really have two more, but I would also, we were discussing yesterday about sending Cease back to the Cubs. How about his other partner that came with him? Not Brian Flette, not Matt Rose, Aloy Jimenez. They do need a designated hitter. I know that they already have Chris Morrell already currently on their roster, but it seems like they are either fell out of love with Matt Mervis and they fell out of love with PCA, even though PCA is in their future, but they're like getting other players to like, play over him so Aloy Jimenez give me Matt Mervis give me PCA coming back and that would help your team in 2025 immediately I believe love you Herb I don't think you're getting PCA for Aloy huh what does Aloy done he's their number one prospect right yeah or one of them yeah one yeah I don't know that's a sour price especially if they don't have Bellinger they don't have a center fielder if they're trading away basically they're starting center fielder Marcus Ta- they got a Mike Talkman whatever the hell his name is Herb. <laughs> he played center field for them. You could, you could, maybe Matt. Wasn't the summer of Talkman? Didn't those people say that? Well, that was Cody? just Cody. Don't either. let the facts get away of a good story. Oh, the <laughs> summer of Talkman will be in center field. And now they have Aloy. Cody would They're happy. rampage if they traded Aloy Jimenez for PCA and Matt Murphys. 
Why, why was he mad about Matt Mervis? They don't want him. It's the and part. It's the Pete Crow Armstrong. It's their number one prospect part that they'd be mostly mad about. Cody TF- wouldn't even show up TFB. to like, the studio. Literally. Cody <laughs> like, would quit no. his job. Too fucking bad. Hey, man, we're taking him. <laughs> we got you. We gave you a lead back. A lawyer back. Thanks, Cubs. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> Love you. Then if so, then in that situation, if Aloy was back on the Cubs and then homered to beat the White Sox, would the Cubs say thanks, Cubs? Oh, Jason Benetti just they wouldn't say saying it. They wouldn't say thanks, Sox, because they had them originally, so they'd say thanks, Cubs, to themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow, that hurts. That's hard. That's hard to. Figure out. I don't know. Who you say that? Thanks, Cubs. Thanks, Sox. Thanks, Cubs. Wow, three thanks. I don't yeah. know. I mean, he's really grateful for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, you need to eat all of that money to get a prospect of that ilk. I think. Um, but hey, I also tried to trade away Luis Robert Jr. So um, I should, maybe I should keep. But my aren't mouth these people? Shut. Aren't the same people who acquired Aloy still there? I know um, Theo's not there, but Jed's still there. You always fall yeah, in love with your people. He's a different guy. You always fall in love with your people, though. They, Yeah, I mean, they should learn from the Rick Hahn lesson of signing Andrew Benatendi and just let it go, you know? I mean, maybe not sign him to a five-year, $75 million deal and just just let him go. Drink. I, I, I hey, <laughs> it only took us this long. We got another episode to record, so you got to be hammered by the end of that one. Hey, don't give away the secrets. <gasps> what are you doing? It's so true. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to wrap up this show. That's Vinny Duber, because I honestly think Vinny's last two is just the Killed right us. way to do it. I mean, I don't know if there's yeah, any it wasn't like, terribly true thr- way. It to- wasn't terribly thrilling, but it was things that jumped out at me mm-hmm. as like, oh, it's you, you've got this winter left to make your team better for 25. Get guys that aren't, you could take a, take a risk on guys who won't be pitching in 24. Yeah, I mean, that's why I kind of wanted them to just pick up the Liam option yeah. anyways. Cause you know, I think it would have made him. uh, I mean, he kind of pleaded to Jerry in a way, uh, what he said. I mean, uh, it still can happen to, to, That'd be great. to keep him around. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny, uh, under, nope, you can just follow him at Vinny Duber. Uh, he's our CHGO White Sox beat writer and you can read his work up at all The man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Ecknerwall 23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us in the chat. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We are three likes away from 30. Please get us to Dirty 30. Please get us to that Nick Swisher number. We'd really appreciate it. And thank you to Sarah for producing the show. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great holiday. Goodbye. Talk. Talk.